o'clock and now it's time for the update on our Tuesday with Andrew Dembina. Good afternoon to you, Andrew. Good afternoon, Sadia. How are you? You're there. Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Right. So what have you... Yes, new studio for me today. First time sitting in here. So getting used to the knobs and buttons here. Mm. But I'm all right. It's okay. I'm relaxed. Sounds good. Good. So what have you got for us today? So... Um, today's uh, Tuesday report, uh, there will be something from Hong Kong a bit later, but starting off in the UK, the UK Prime Minister has just hosted recently a, um, a market in Downing Street, which is the home and the office of the British Prime Minister. So Downing Street, uh, his residence, number 10, was transformed into a festive mm-hmm. food and drink market, mm-hmm. which particularly um, was showing the produce and... Um, and the foodstuffs and drinks of small businesses. This was the angle because uh, it was it was a it was a an event called Small Business Saturday across the country. So there were lots of different interesting producers of different types of stuff there. And at the same time, it was a chance for the UK government to announce that it's got a brand new ambitious export strategy to help <laughs> place British food and drinks businesses around the world. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, they're trying to do two things at once, really, to promote that and also to have a bit of a mouthful and a glug of mm. some stuff that was from around the UK. Mm. So what kind of, what kind of food, so if you had to, if you had to guess, Barbie, what kind of food and drink oh. would have been served for the British Prime? Let's see, some cheese, nice British cheese. Hey, uh, did you Google this while no, I was talking gosh, about No, gosh, no, I'm just thinking offhand well, that, that, and... You know, I think you're bang, you're bang on, yeah, but, um, like, but you might you might not guess because I've certainly never had any that I can recall from uh-huh. Wales. So there was cheese from Wales served uh-huh. from right. called um, the company the small Somerset, micro maybe? producer is called Snowdonia. Well, it um, it didn't say which type of uh, cheese it was. Uh-huh. I wonder whether it would be um, lamb in. Uh, uh, I mean, it, Wells is known for its meat produce, mm. primarily, that, that I've heard about, rather than dairy. But um, there was also, what, what, do you, what do you think would be served from Ireland? Mm, beer. <laughs> good, that, that, is a, that is a good guess. I mean, they're, they're very famous for some of that stout, aren't they? Yeah, that, but, but actually, it was, um, you wouldn't have guessed this, I wouldn't have done either. It was um, gourmet crisps. Because oh, um, I suppose okay. Ireland's quite well known for its potatoes, okay. and the name of the name of the brand is called Tato. Okay. That's rather, rather, rather a funny one, isn't it? Mm. Um, so there were, there were also some special guests who weren't serving foods there. Some people who had really achieved a great deal by starting off small and then getting certainly a lot larger, such as the founder of Fever Tree Drinks, which have become particularly well known for mixers. That they make that go with um, that, that go with spirits, and um, there was also uh, someone from a relatively small producer of jam. I mean, they are oh, yeah. in some supermarkets. Yeah, um, yeah Wil- Wilkins and Sons, mm-hmm. who have been ma- making sort of quality preserve type jam since uh, the uh, 1880s, and they're, they're they're kind of three or four generations with a massive, you know sort of turnover both domestically and internationally. It was um, it was St Andrew's Day uh, because this took place not the Saturday just gone but the one before that, the 30th of November mm-hmm. and um, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson said that uh, as it, that, that's 
that's the national day of Scotland. So he was looking forward to making a beeline. <laughs> well, they should have had some. That I they know. Have done, but they but they didn't. They had they had some some oysters from uh, that, are, that are farmed oysters yes. from a loch. Right. And they also had some, uh, of course, they had some scotch, which he uh, some whiskey, which right. he headed for straight away. Some there. good Scottish um, salmon, so salmon too, the, might have been good too. Some salmon. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. That's very, very well known for uh, for, for salmon and smoked salmon, isn't it? Mm. So other 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 things that were featuring other foodstuffs were baked products. There was a um, there, there's some funny names that have been knocking around in some of these small producers. It's quite good to get a quirky, catchy name. There was there's one called Mar Baker, which is the name of an old Boney M song from uh, the 1970s. Mm. But um, but it was um, it was opened by a mother who was a baker. So she called it Mar Baker, and that was uh, um, that. That she's based in in London, and she also does. She teaches um, children how to make bread in schools. So there were some of these people that were there were also involved in some kind of social interaction, not just building up their own business, which made it quite interesting. I'd love to see something like that here, wouldn't you? Yeah, Sophia? it'd be lovely. I mean, to get, because be, yeah, there are so many more. We we hear about more and more interesting small producers, don't we? Of this and that, and. Uh, be really nice to get them collectively together and to do something official to promote them as um, as artisan food makers in Hong Kong, wouldn't it? Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, is it something that we uh, is Hong Kong not doing it yet because of all the gathering thing and being careful? I mean, I mean, they're doing it in London at the moment, which is still a bit mm. risky for them too, isn't it? To have crowds and people together mm. like this. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, okay, so in normal times here, pre-COVID, and even during COVID, on and off, there have, there's, been a, there's been a rekindling of, um, of, the, uh, of the market in, uh, over in Taiku Place, mm. which, is, uh, which I don't know if, you, if you've ever yes, been there, but, that, but when it first opened, yeah? Yeah, yes, it's I have, great. I mean, there are some small producers there. Yeah. Yeah, it is very nice. There are, there are bakers, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, there's always lots of people making small batches of kombucha, stuff like that. But the one over in London, just as the final thing on this, is that I mentioned funny names. I think they should have given a name for the most creative of those who put up a little stall in the Prime Minister's office <laughs> stroke home. It's my vote. Turkey Blenders. That's the name of uh, the coffee uh, maker. Uh, based on, for those who aren't familiar with it, Peaky Blinders, the, uh, the vintage... Okay. Um, TV TV show about uh, about uh, about ne'er do wells in Birmingham. Okay. So, yeah, that, that, that's a coffee that, place. That, mm -hmm. Yeah, Perky. Yeah, Perky Blender. Though, so it has a really fun, very creative, very funny, witty. I love a good pun. So um, yeah, move. Got um, COVID restrictions and uh, what with the new strains popping up all the time. Over in New York, we go next, mm -hmm. um, where the mayor of New York, um, Bill de Blasio, has tightened the reins of um, what has already been um, an upgraded mandate on people taking, making sure they have vaccine passports in order to, um, to go around the city to do, do various things. Children are going to have to show proof of vaccination to dine indoors under a new mandate which will uh, begin um, in two, two phases starting from next week. So New Yorkers, kids aged from 5 to 11 years old, will have to have had at least one shot 
in okay. order to be able to dine in. But they'll have to show that. And those kids over 12 years old, mm-hmm. they will have had, had to have two, um, two jabs, otherwise they won't be allowed to dine wow. in indoor restaurants or cafes or bars. So that's, um, that, that really is making a, a crackdown since um, there have been, now as of yesterday, there were eight cases of uh, the Omicron mm. strain uh, detected in the greater New York area. That's quite so a fast reaction, on... isn't it, then, isn't it, in terms of putting these things yeah. in place? Mm. It, it really is, because um, there had only been five cases in the uh, New York State area uh, when this, this came in, but by the time this report was issued uh, yesterday... Um, there were another three cases. So, mm. I mean, within the space of a couple of days, another three. So I guess it's a good, it, it's, I mean, it's, you know, um, better to be vigilant in a way. I mean, we've, we've got used to um, curves for a very long time and uh, and thankfully we've had no COVID sort of passed around for five months. So it shows that it can Absolutely. work. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So that's what they're doing over there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, moving on to a, another thing. I'm just um, I'm checking. I've got two more segments to mention. I'll mention something that's happening soon in Hong Kong. But first of all, it's, it's zipping back to the UK. I'm, I'm normally all over the place. I'm usually led <laughs> by something that's a theme rather than a place. I don't normally visit, revisit the same place twice. But this one just caught my eye because in Asia and in Hong Kong, uh, nothing to do with, with, with COVID, but quite uh, careful food hygiene. And there are, you know, inspectors that go around restaurants and uh, the food and beverage industry to make sure uh, often that things are as they, as they should be. So, of course, in every place in the world, things slip by sometimes. Now and then, though, around the world, um, food and hygiene inspectors stumble across something that surprises them. And that's what caught my eye about this story in the countryside of Wiltshire in the UK, where a man who ran a meat supply operation from uh, what's been called a filthy hand car wash um, has been just been jailed in the last couple of days for 10 months. Mm. A 40-year-old man admitted the 39 food hygiene offences that were levelled against him at Swindon Crown Court and the conditions of the illegal meat cutting operation has been described by the local food hygiene team as the most shocking they have ever seen. Um, there were, he was, he was basically dealing in two types of red meat, uh, lamb and beef. They were cut up on the premises, which was surrounded by oil and dog white. Oh. I mean, it's really, yeah, I, I hope, I hope I'm no, getting I a hope bit crazy now. Their lunch <laughs> while we're talking about this. Sorry if I'm putting you off. <laughs> Um, anybody, I know you won't be, Sadia, because you because you're doing the show. You can't eat at the same time. So, yeah. But um, but but the accused pleaded guilty to the offences um, uh, following the uh, the the court case brought to him by the Gosh. Food and Environment Department. Uh, and so, as I say, you know those the, the, in UK are quite popular. You don't really see them in Hong Kong. Hand car wash operations. They're all over in the UK. And, um, and so behind the scenes, this was going on. So meat and processing. It was estimated. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it was estimated that 2.7 tons of beef and lamb has been um, uh, has has been uh, dealt or sold during January to November 
2020. This is based on paperwork that they found on the premises of, of meats received and uh, that, that, you know, that obviously wasn't there anymore. Um, and, th and this is from one solo operator who they estimate profited £150,000. That's a little over 1.5 million Hong Kong dollars <sighs> from, meat, from meat trading between January and November in one, you know, it, it, just in one straight stint of 10 months. That's amazing. Is, uh, that is remarkable. How do they get away um, with it for so long? It's just crazy, yeah, isn't actually, it? Yeah, actually, that's, that, that, that's, that's a good point. I wonder what it took, uh, whether they were tip-offs or... I mean, yeah. it can't be random. Yeah. But it, it, must have been, it must have been a reported thing, because who would think of looking in a car wash operation behind what is visibly seen from the street yeah. in order to, uh, in order to yeah. suppose there might be some illegal you know, food uh, um, <laughs> sales going on? So, that's, uh, that's, we'll move on to something a little more uh, upbeat from that mm -hmm. one, which is the last, the last item for today from me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is um, something for everyone's diary, um, which is uh, the, the Hong Kong Food Festival, which always happens mm -hmm. in December, mm -hmm. well, in normal times it does, mm -hmm. in Hong Kong Convention and Exhibition Centre, in one Chai, is going to be launching from Christmas Eve, so oh, from great. Friday... Yeah, yeah, Friday the 24th of December, and it will go on uh, finishing at the end of Tuesday, December the 28th. Oh, and it's the 19th, yeah, it's the 19th annual one, and um, just, just to mention, if, if anyone wants to uh, go along, you must use the Leave Home Safe app, even though it's not a restaurant environment, that, that is required. Um, and it, it's going to be mostly, as it usually is, Interesting. What be interesting about it is that you can see what is trending, especially in the Asian region. So there, 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 there are special sections, as all one that focuses on Japan and Korea, um, and there's also another area which focuses on international wine and luxury food products. Now, in all of these, especially as we're not travelling much these days, you can see what's going on in other places and what is from one or two years ago in terms of snacks or mm. pre-packaged delicacies, raw ingredients. What I haven't been able to ascertain from looking at the official website, however, is whether there will be any tasting on premises because yeah, in the last that 12 might be months... Risky. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, and it, was, it was announced by other food expos in the last 12 months here that there wouldn't be tasting as usual. So mm -hmm. I think it's safe to assume that there wouldn't be, especially with Omicron... Uh, sort of on uh, prudent mm -hmm. not to I'd imagine but I can't say for sure and you won't and speaking if you want to know more about this here's the website it's uh, food-expo.com.hk and I do recommend this just, just maybe mark it in your diary if you're food minded or even try and remember um, that it's from the 24th to 28th inclusive there will be plenty also on for um, health-minded and vegetarians and vegans. There's a special zone for that as well, which is good to know. Sounds sort of great. Healthy zone. Well, that's yeah. my diary. I'm definitely going to try that one. I will go yeah. to that. That sounds great. Yeah. Brilliant. It does, doesn't it? That's absolutely okay. brilliant. That's, that's about it for me. So be careful where you buy your meat, everyone. <laughs> no and, car uh, washes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hug around car washes. <laughs> You know, can I, have a, can I have a pound yeah. of beef and a few burgers, please? All right, yeah. great. Thank you, Andrew. Okay. That's brilliant. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye, Saudi. -bye. Bye. Bye,